Thank you so much, Hachin. Uh, it is awesome. We are surrounded by, um, it, it, it actually, it blows my mind the kind of uh, world we live in now. We have a lot of luxuries. We take a bunch of things for granted. Um, we're a blessed nation in a blessed time. And I, I guess I just, um, well, let me just do this. If Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's always important to, to have a bit of, not not a bit, a whole lot of gratitude, wonder um, at God's creation, at where God has taken us. Uh, we, despite everything that is going on right now, as the world tries to contain a global pandemic, um, we can still actually still say that God is good. We can still, still say that there are um, wonderful things in our world. So I, I tend to have a little bit of a, um, I guess, an amazed view of the world. I actually think Mei-Chin is pretty amazing uh, with a lot of the volunteer work he does. But anyway, let me, um, let me open with prayer. We've got a whole lot of updates um, and announcements that we have to do. Father God, uh, we thank you for the life that you have given us. You have created us, you hold us, and you've made us in your image, and we are grateful for you, Lord God. Um, today, as we talk through a range of things at church, as we hear from your word, I ask that your Holy Spirit would be here in this place, that wherever people are watching, uh, even in their homes right now, Lord God, that, uh, that you would use uh, this medium, you would use your word to affect our lives, to see the truth of your word. Help us in this day and age to be Christians that rely on our faith that build on our faith, uh, even in times like this. We commit all of this into your hands in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so. Um, I'm we're going to break this up into two parts, uh, just so that if you're following, we have a service update around the coronavirus. And then um, after that, we will do our Sunday message which will not be the launch of the um, Jesus God With Us series, but a specific message um, for us in this time. So let's do this update. Uh, we now are in an unprecedented situation here in Australia, having um, to deal with a global pandemic and this novel coronavirus. Um, if I look a little bit tired, it's because I've been up since 5 a.m. this morning. I thought before starting to prepare all these and the letter that you see was written, uh, you know, this morning, um, uh, we spent a little bit of time praying uh, for us as a church and for this message. But also our board, our senior leadership team have had two very late night meetings over the last two days. And our pastoral team have had a meeting on Friday uh, 
also for very long. And then I also want to thank all of our leaders who I'm sure are getting a bunch of messages. What's happening? What are we doing? Uh, I, I, re I really want to stress that at FGA, because we're such a relational church, that whatever decision we are making and wherever we're going, it, it's come with a lot of consultation. It's come with a lot of people who genuinely care about shepherding this household of faith, holding that tension um, well between um, our sort of normal way of life and the specific unprecedented situation that we're facing here in Australia. Uh, on Friday in the afternoon, a, a bunch of us watched this, uh, our Prime Minister uh, updated the country's um, sort of restrictions around this coronavirus. And um, in particular, we were asked to not have, um, uh, to stop non-essential organized public gatherings of more than 500 people from uh, tomorrow onwards. Fortunately, we are not 500 people today, so we're all good, and it starts uh, tomorrow. Uh, it was stated that this is precautionary and designed to reduce uh, community transmission of COVID-19 uh, in Australia. Uh, as a response to that, because we are usually very close to the 500. As a response to that, we've had a whole range of these meetings, and we've decided, hey, what are we going to do as a church going forward. And I'm very glad that we have, uh, in our senior leadership team, uh, you know, even as right up until last night, we are all united with where we're going. So we went through, okay, are we okay with our decision? Are we okay with it? And everybody, okay, 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 right? And so today we're going to be talking about what we are doing as a church over the next two weeks. I'm going to start because maybe some people will be listening to this and then fall asleep halfway through the uh, many, many updates. So I'm going to start with the major points first and then explain details later. Firstly, for the next two weeks, we are going to go with online Sunday services. That's until the end of March. That means we will not be meeting as a congregation physically here for the next two weeks. This is a temporary measure. It's really to buy us a little bit of time. It's to buy us some time so that as a church leadership, we can work out what is a good way going forward. Also, the government has said on Monday when they, they meet, they're going to work out some of the details of what these types of requirements are. We feel like everything's kind of changing. And so we didn't want to, as things are changing, we meet and then have a whole sort of a bunch of chaos, basically, right? So to have this two-week buffer to say, let's meet all online enables us to, um, um, I guess, very carefully manage that tension. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about what that tension involves. Uh, secondly, though, and, and not less important, equally as important, there was a strong feeling in our leadership that we want to be responsible citizens in Australia. This is a critical time for the containment of this virus. And in many senses, you're going to see from our announcements that we are taking a more conservative approach and we're going more than is required by the government. Partly that is because we want to take care of our congregation 
and we want to look after the welfare of everybody who comes into contact with us, um, partly because we're somewhat unique compared to the average Australian church. We have a lot of travelers, um, partly because also lots of other organizations like sporting organizations, events and stuff are, are, are going beyond, right? It's not that, um, uh, yeah, we're following the government recommendations and then going a bit beyond because this is such a crucial time. So I think the second reason why we're going online in these two weeks is so that we can stand with the whole of Australia in helping to stem the tide of the coronavirus, all right? Um, I'll say really, really upfront right now, I actually don't think that purely online, purely online is a good future. It's not a good model. It's not. We will comply with, uh, we will comply with any um, instructions and mandates that the government gives. So if they do uh, shut down churches for meeting, we will comply with it. But I'll tell you right now, one of the reasons why we're taking this two-week breather and we're having lots and lots of meetings is to figure out how can we, how can we do our regular life of church? We're a very relational church. We have not been built as an online church, neither do we imagine ourselves in the future being an online church. So these two weeks are to give us some time to work out how we can, in a wise, responsible way, continue meeting, continue discipling, and continue studying and learning God's Word together, all right? So but it's just these two weeks. And we will, um, I'll talk about some other details later on. But, um, and, and obviously, the, you can, uh, if you're on, I think we have 30-something people online watching us now. Yep. And um, you can catch us at facebook.com slash FGA Melbourne. All right. Secondly, we're doing some temporary measures for all FGA events until the end of March. Uh, now, okay, so bear with me as this will be a little bit long-winded. Um, so it's for the next two weeks. Again, it's, to, it's under this window of in the next two weeks, we're going to go all online and we're going to pause things so that we can work out what's a good way forward, all right? Um, so home groups can still go ahead. We will be actually having a home group leaders, all leaders meeting after this, and we'll be training people up in Zoom. Uh, but we're, we're saying, hey, for these two weeks, try this online Zoom catch-up. Anyway, I think there's only going to be one home group weekend that will be impacted. It's okay. Like, let's just do that for now, and then we will figure out something um, after that, our youth group on Fridays will also be suspended until the end of March. Our youth camp has been postponed. Uh, and uh, actually, if you've already paid and registered for the youth camp, it will um, go. The campsite's been very generous to us and has let us pick future dates. So uh, if you want, we will roll your camp fee onto the next camp. But if you want a refund, that's also possible. Just contact Jordan and we'll happily refund you um, as well. Our kids ministry, I've spoken to Harold, has got some very, very exciting 
things planned up, but they will also stream online and we'll do some kind of online things in these next uh, two weeks. So obviously, you know, it's not like we all won't be here and then the kids will be here. Um, so they're also going to go online. Lexton family nights will be cancelled until the end of March. And then all, and so then now it's like too hard to list everything, right? But all of our Lexton meetings, all our official FGA events will be suspended or move online. What you need to do is contact after the leaders meeting today. Don't contact them right now. Um, but you need to contact your leader to see, hey, what are we doing? What are we doing for ladies? What are we doing for our intercessory? What are we doing, Right? Um, but basically, the mandate from us as a leadership is in the next two weeks, everything is suspending or going online. Thirdly, um, we are implementing a um, more conservative guidelines for attendance at FGA events. Now, you might think, we've picked a pretty safe option already. No one is showing up here next week and at our events for the next two weeks. So why would we even update attendance guidelines? Uh, that's because uh, it's, not that these, it's not that we're not going to meet. There's going to be a bunch of things going on. We're having committee meetings. We're having leadership meetings. There's a bunch of things that might go around and on in people's homes. And so we just thought, hey, since we're talking about this, let's also... Um, very clearly state what our guidelines are. And without clear guidelines, unfortunately, what has been happening over the last few weeks is people have been asking, saying, oh, how come this person is doing that? I wouldn't do that. I would wash my hands every like one second or whatever it is. And then they're like 20, you know, um, without, without clear kind of guidelines from us as a church, it actually um, is less helpful. So we thought, Hey, as a leadership team, we would meet together and then set out some guidelines. These will be in effect immediately and will go beyond the two weeks anyway, right? And we will post them out and remind everybody about it. But basically, let's wash our hands, right, um, uh, with soap and water. And um, let's avoid handshakes and hugs. So I've been waving to people and saying, awesome. Um, <laughs> But let's wait, uh, you know, like avoid handshakes and hugs. Um, then here are the things. Uh, please stay at home if you are feeling unwell. If you're feeling unwell, you know, and maybe you don't have coronavirus, right? But you're feeling unwell, stay at home. If someone in your house is unwell in this season, we would ask that you would also avoid FGA events, all right? Uh, we, we have a bunch of people in our church. Uh, we're so relational. We open up our homes and, and the like. But we also have a bunch of people who are in the high-risk category. Um, and so we're trying to make it super safe. Uh, if you have been overseas in the last two weeks from any country, any country, we're not going to pick countries because basically this virus has gone to many, many countries, right? In two weeks, we ask that you also stay at home, right? And so I think, oh my goodness. And then last, lastly, but not least, if you have tested positive for coronavirus, please let us know. Um, we have been monitoring very closely what the reporting requirements are. So I know you will want to know and we will want to know if somebody in our congregation has gotten a positive test for coronavirus. And there are government things that will be, uh, we will be required to follow for 
the good of the country as well as for the good of all of us. So please, please, please let us know it, we, um, if you have been tested positive for coronavirus. We would also love to pray for you. Okay. So I think th so those are the main points. Okay, those are the main points. Um, I think it is fairly reasonable to say that we've picked a conservative approach. This is, this is pretty much as conservative, I think, as you can get. So, uh, because, the, the reason why I'm highlighting this is because you're about to hear me talk in the opposite direction. So, just, we just want to, I want to make sure that everybody who's listening online and everybody who is here understands that the action we have taken is actually pretty safe. It is in accordance with government requirements. And in particular, it is because we are trying to help all of Australia to stem the tide of this virus. Okay? So I think it's a... How do we then move together as a household of faith in this, with these new changes? So now I'm going to go into a bunch of detail. We're still in our update section. Hopefully, I will finish in 10 minutes, and then we can get to uh, God's word. All right. I'm keen for us, even though we are not meeting, we are still the body of Christ. We're still God's household of faith. And so we still have very, very important things that we want to do together, and we want to move together in unity as a household of faith. So let me talk through each of them. 10 a.m. Sunday service. Dedicated time allows God top priority. If you regularly come to church on Sunday, if that's Sabbath, if it's the Lord's Day, if it belongs to God, if you value, as Hebrews says, that we don't forsake getting together, I want to encourage you as we move as a house of faith, that you commit, you commit to dedicated time for God and God's service. That means if you usually come to church on Sunday, you're setting aside that time and maybe you're, you're, you're on a device or you're, you're streaming. But what you're not doing, um, please, please hear me on this. Do not have Netflix running three computer games going, you're cooking your lunch with the, whatever the thing is, and you're streaming, you're streaming the Sunday service where I'll be preaching next week and teaching God's word. We're opening up the book of Matthew, right? That's not good. It's not the intent. That's part of the reason why we're only trying to limit this to two weeks. And then we'll figure out something, you know, it might be longer depending on the government, but it, dedicated time. That belongs, it belongs to God whether we're meeting here or not. That means when worship is playing, when we are worshiping, you're genuinely, I know it's going to be a little bit harder, you know, listening to worship on, um, on the screen. But you're genuinely trying to worship. If it's distracting, worship some other way. But have some dedicated time so that God gets top priority as we begin our week together. The, the URL there is uh, uh, facebook.com slash FGA Melbourne. Okay? And so, some tips, some practical tips to help you with this because 
come on, we're all, I grew up in this church and we're a very casual, honest, open church. There is a likelihood. Wait, we only have a whole lot of people not here and we have only 30 people streaming us online right now. It is entirely likely that everybody just parties next Sunday. It's likely. As your pastor, I'm trying to prevent it. Okay? So what I'm trying to say, so here's a tip. Can you encourage your home group and your friendship networks? Check in on WhatsApp and go, hey, service is starting. Let's be on time on service. It should be easier to be on time on service. I've just saved everybody. We've all just saved everybody the trip, right? So check up on each other. Let's hold each other accountable, right? As brothers and sisters in Christ, let's iron sharpens iron. And let's try to give this thing a really good go so that God gets top priority for us. And, and I'm not saying that church is like, that's the be all and end all. We should also be having our daily quiet time. And we should, what, all I'm saying is, like, as we change our method, don't slack off. All right. Two, we are then adapting to new giving options. I just wanted to explain a little bit. I kind of feel like we're always talking about food and money anyway, so let's just be very, very honest uh, about it. What you, uh, one of the blessings that FGA has had is that pre-committed giving... That means every year, we broadly know how much we're going to get. This has been the case for many good Christian organizations and missions works all around that we also support, right? But pre-committed giving, what pre-committed giving does is it enables continued kingdom work. That means it enables organizations, it enables projects to be, uh, to be planned in advance. Ad hoc giving. That means giving whenever you feel like it. Oh, I, I, today I want to give. Tomorrow I don't want to give. It, it means that we can only do things that are kind of sporadic. Not very good for the kingdom of God. Right? And so one of the things we're trying to do in this new season is to say, hey, how can we enable pre-committed giving? And the reason why we say pre-committed giving is because um, the tithe is part of our worship. Our, um, our response as worship is not just the sacrifice of time, which we talked about time for the Sunday. It is also a sacrifice of our resources. And so we've, we're, we're coming up with some new giving options to help you with that. All right? Ideally, it's just direct um, deposit and then there are no fees. But some people are like, oh my goodness, that's too hard for me. So we've come up with an easy credit card um, kind of alternative. Yep. So, um, I, yeah. So these are the these are the options. We're going to show a video soon. Um, yeah, we're going to show a video. Okay, it's like flashing around everywhere. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's just go to the video. Let's go, uh, Pastor Quinton. Hello, my name's Pastor Quinton, and I'm one of the pastors here at FGA Melbourne. Now, giving is one of the ways that we worship God, and pre-committed regular giving allows for continued kingdom work to be planned and established. One of the exciting new ways that you can give is actually through online credit card giving. So today, we're going to click on the online giving button. 
Once you click that button, it comes up to another page where you can, you can enter in the amount that you want to give. You can choose where you want to give this money to. Today, I'm going to give $100 as part of my tithe and offering to, to this church. Next, you can choose whether or not you want to give a, your money as a one-off or reoccurring payment. You can select the frequency as to how, how often you want to give. In this case, I'm going to give every month. And you can select the date that the money is going to be taken out of your account. Every transaction you, pro, you put through, um, there are fees involved. So you can choose cover fees to, so you can pay for the fees instead of FGA. Finally, you can either give straight away right now by clicking on the give button. But what I like to do is I like to create an account. Creating an account allows you to track your payments, to, to change your recurring payments, to, and to even cancel your recurring payments. I finish and all I'm going to do now is click give. Okay, so FGA is very blessed that we have so many people um, sort of contributing. Uh, you may not know this, but 40% of our giving in our church is via cash. We will not be able to do that going forward. It might even continue beyond the next two weeks. We're not asking that anybody does anything substantially different from what they are normally doing. Just like if you normally come to church every Sunday at 10, then don't watch a Netflix show at 10 next week. Be online at service. If you're normally going to give cash, then move to an online payment. That's all we're saying. All right? It's at F gm.org.au slash give. Next, because of the changes, we have some new serving options. And everybody should be so free because we don't need car park attendants anymore. We don't need the food team anymore. We don't. Turns out our amazing media team up the back there, they're going to be very busy over the next few weeks and, and coming up. So, if you would like to join, this is a t great time to, um, to serve in a new ministry and to, to kind of get involved. If you would like to be part of our new ramped up media team that's going to do kids programming, youth programming, various other things kind of come on board. Uh, and on any of these areas, social media, graphic design, camera operators, video mixing, videographers, video editors, content creators, uh, what you want to do is email Nick Tay. Nick, can you wave and smile? Woohoo! Great. Uh, over there at media at fjm.org.au. And you just go, hey, uh, count, count me in. I, wanna, I really, really want to be part of this as we move um, online. We are also having new connection options. So please stay in contact with us regularly. You know, things are going to change pretty quick. I, whatever we say now, I'm, I'm pretty sure on Monday there will be some new advice from the government. So um, uh, jump on our Facebook page uh, at FGA Melbourne, um, facebook.com slash FGA Melbourne to hit like on our FGA page that will help you to get our live stream updates and various other things. But also jump on to fjm.org.au slash subscribe and you will be subscribed to our newsletter 
where we will, after today, we'll be emailing this letter out. We'll be um, emailing updates on everything that's happening at FGA. So, um, unfortunately, because we won't meet all together here next Sunday, this is going to have to be the way we go with the official things. I am certain, just as it has happened to me over the last two days, there will be a non-stop flurry of WhatsApp messages <laughs> that go around everywhere. So that's great, but our official correspondence will come via these channels, all right? Uh, lastly, we are having an all-leaders meeting today that's also going to be recorded. It's going to be at 12.30 p.m. We want to gear up our leaders for this sort of new environment. We also, there will be Zoom training at that so that when our leaders leave, they know how to set up and um, facilitate Zoom meetings. Uh, but it's also an opportunity for Q&A and discussion. All right? Uh, and when we say all leaders meeting, that is a very broad definition of all leaders. So if you're an assistant leader, if you want to be a leader, if you've got questions that you want to ask a leader, I don't know, fine. Come in for the meeting. We'd love to have you around. Um, but we're going to be discussing it. It will go for one hour. It'll be under one hour. And then if we need to stay back later after the hour to answer questions, I will keep on staying. My next meeting is at 2.30. So... I will go all the way, and we will dismiss others who need to leave, and we will stay on to answer questions if there are any. Okay. Whew. Praise the Lord. Now I'm going to take some time, and we're going to pray. We're going to pray for Australia. Father God, uh, we come to you now as um, the people of Australia, people here in this land, in a place where you have put us, our, our home, our homeland, Lord God. We pray for this country right now as we grapple um, with the spread of this virus, the coronavirus, Lord God. We pray right now for our prime minister, the COAG, the uh, leaders, uh, the health ministers, the doctors uh, of this country even, as they have invariably meetings after meetings, as they make decisions after decisions, help them to be wise decisions. We pray for the people who are on the front line of battling this, that you will give them strength, that you will keep them safe and healthy. Lord God, we, we lift up our medical profession into your hands, Lord God. Uh, Lord, help them to do well in this time and in this season. Father God, we pray for every single person that is affected. Lord God, people who have been affected by actually contracting the disease, their related families. We pray for businesses that have been affected. We pray for homes that have been affected. We pray for people who are extremely anxious even, Lord God. Uh, people who are in high-risk categories, who for right now in this season is a trying time for them. Lord God, we uphold them right now. Lord God, you, 
you know more than any of us what is going on in, 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 in homes, in people's lives. And, and we intercede right now for them, Lord God. Your, your word says that we are to pray continually for these things. And so right now we pray, Lord God. We pray for a miracle. We pray for healing, Lord God. We know, Lord God, that we battle as well with the spiritual. So we spiritually cover Australia. As one of the churches here in Australia, we stand for our country, Lord God. And we claim the blood of Jesus over this country, over this world even, Lord God. Lord, we ask, Lord God, for relief just as many in Scripture have done that. Lord, we ask for relief from this disease, and we pray for complete healing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Okay. Questions will be from 1230 onwards. You're very welcome to stay. Uh, we also have food. Oh, oh, that's right. Today, food will be like served. I am certain I'm missing some things because I was going through this morning at 5 a.m., going through all of the last-minute things that we got. Okay, there's a new way we're serving food. So if you've ordered food, our servers will all be wearing masks, they've got gloves, uh, but they will also be handing you your cutlery and handing you cups. Great. We will not be feeding you. Yes. Okay. Great. Um, let's go to today's message. I thought I'd share with you. So over the last few days, um, I've been waking up, and I, I don't even know why. Like, I've been waking up extra early. I normally wake up at about six something, but the last few days I've been waking up at five something to pray. Um, and God's really been um, impressing on me um, this particular scripture. So I, I'm going to basically keep a very simple message today. Um, it's going to be maybe a little bit different from what heaps of other churches are saying, but I'm sure you can WhatsApp and forward other people's churches sermons around. So um, I'm going to just share what God has placed in my heart for our church in this time. You're getting a little bit of a snapshot of my own personal devotion uh, in this season. We're going to call today's sermon, Wider Hearts. Wider Hearts. Um, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of news out there. Um, there's a lot of things that are, you know, some good, some bad. And um, I just, it's important for us as a church to right now, have strong faith. But we need strong faith not just so that we're safe ourselves. Not just, ooh, strong faith for ourselves. We're really good. But we need strong faith to be really ambassadors for Christ. And so, you've just heard me talk about a whole range of coronavirus updates. You've just heard me talk about our church taking all kinds of very, very safe protocols, right? Um... The whole rest of this sermon is about how strong roots should enable us to stretch. It's like how a tree, when it is firmly planted on solid ground, has a good foundation. That tree, oh, that's right. Oh my goodness, we have trees here. Can, does the thing follow me? No. I just want to thank the deco team. So they were here till 4 p.m. yesterday, changing up our deco. Um, 
and look at these. Uh, this new uh, decoration, it's, it's made to look like the Garden of Eden. Partly it's like this because we're going through the book of Matthew. And Matthew, you may or may not know this, is like the Genesis of the New Testament. It's the first book of the New Testament. It begins with Genesis. It, the word Genesis is in the beginning of the book of Matthew. And so we're talking about, um, uh, and so uh, the book of Matthew, and so they've come up with this. But it's like a tree like a tree that has strong root, is able, especially if it's planted by water, it's able to be shade and protection and blessing for those around it. If our roots are weak and if they're uh, shaky, then not so good. But if we have strong roots, it should enable us to stretch. That means if we're taking all of these types of precautions and we're doing all these types of things, we shouldn't do all of that and then retreat even more into our shell and do nothing to help any other person, act like any other um, uh, non-Christian in Australia. Christians should be acting differently. And so we're going to be talking a bit about that, all right? But just to establish again, we have picked a very safe option. So, we can be strong because, and now I'm going to go through these four things. I'm not going to preach a sermon about why our faith is strong. If by right now, you haven't figured out why your faith is strong, the time of testing, which is now, is probably a little bit too late. But that's okay. You can look through our old sermons. You can WhatsApp me. We can talk through. Okay, I can encourage you in our faith, right? Okay, great. Um, but now is the time. And I, the reason why I've taken this approach is I know FGA. We've been around for a long time. We've got a lot of mature Christians here at FGA. Now is the time because most of us would believe these things. You don't need me to go through and read 50 Bible verses to tell you that God is still on the throne. We covered that whole of last year through the book of Revelation. Right? So here are the reasons why we can be strong. Because one, we have taken prudent action. Um, you will find that there is good precedent for this. Paul, who writes the book of Corinthians, who, who we're basing the passage on, he himself took very prudent action in his missionary work. Even though he was a man of faith, even though he was carrying out God's word, he would run away when people are chasing him to get into jail. Yeah? He, would take, he would take wise precautions here and there. All right, For the furtherment um, of the kingdom. He would obey government rules when he is imprisoned, right? There are these types of things that go on. So Paul took prudent action. We are taking prudent action. Next, our faith is firm. And I know this from our congregation. We have many, many, many mature Christians in our congregation. We, we have many leaders as a percentage of our congregation we have a high number of people who are Christian leaders even in our church. So our faith is firm. God is obviously still on the throne. Yep. God doesn't need me to tell him that he's on the throne. Like God is already on the throne, right? And we all know this. And we are commanded in many, many, many Bible verses. And I don't want to just go through all of them to have no fear. In fact, Pastor Roland's message last week talked about um, 
that whole spiritual realm and how God is still in control. We're not just fighting this in the natural. So if you're shaken a bit, listen to Pastor Roland's sermon from last week, okay? But we can be strong because of these four things. Let me read some Bible verses um, to you from 1 Corinthians 15, 58. It goes, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that, your la- that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. That's part of the reason why when we did this update, we're asking you to the, th- the things that you would normally do, let's keep doing it. FGA is broadly a healthy church that has been broadly a blessing to the relational community that we've been around. Great. Let's keep doing that. Let's be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And so now um, we get to 2 Corinthians. Here's another verse. Uh, I think it's very timely for us because we're being reminded by this virus that actually our bodies and all of us, we're somewhat frail. So we are like these jars of clay, but we have this amazing treasure in us. So we have this treasure. We're very fragile. We've got to be careful how we do things. But we have an amazing treasure in us to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. Even though we're afflicted in every way, we are not crushed. We might be perplexed. We don't, we don't know what the government's going to do. We don't know what FGA is going to do, whatever, right? But not driven to despair. We might be persecuted, not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. I want to particularly draw your attention to the last part of that. So that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our bodies. That means going forward, what is the life of Jesus going to manifest in you? What is that? What does it mean when you say God is with you, you're a Christian, you're a follower of Christ? How is that going to affect your conduct going forward in this environment? That's what we're talking about today. If you would open with me, we're going to go through 2 Corinthians 6, 1 to 13, and I'm just going to read it through. Okay? Um, It's 2 Corinthians 6, 1 to 13, and you're just kind of going through my, I don't know, my devotion. Uh, I'll read it aloud. Working together with him then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. Don't get all this good stuff in vain. For he says, in a favorable time I listened to you and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. Now is the day of salvation. So we put no obstacle in anyone's way. So that no fault may be found with our ministry. I'm going to explain why this shapes a lot of things that we're doing. All right, But we're trying to put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found in our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way. By great endurance in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger... And I want to put it to you like they had it pretty rough relative to us. By purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit genuinely love, genuine love, and by truthful speech, 
and the power of God. With the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left. Through honor and dishonor. So that even if we've been dishonored, through slander or praise. Even if we have been slandered or praised. Even though we are treated as imposters, yet let's be true. As unknown and yet well known. As dying and behold we will live. As punished and yet not killed. As sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, yet possessing everything. You see, we have spoken freely to you, Corinthians. And so, just like I'm trying to speak very freely to our church right now, our heart is wide open. And I know our leadership is with us on this. Their heart is wide open. Please don't be restricted by us. Sometimes, you know, we get restricted in our own affections. So, in return, I speak, and he says, as to children, let's widen our hearts also. That's why today's topic is widen our hearts. Okay? Today's topic is widen our hearts. Let's put this passage in context. Just before we get to chapter 6, Paul explains to us that we are a new creation. We are not our old selves. Paul talks about God's grace that is upon us. That means we now have a lot more freedom. Freedom to do what? We have freedom to become ambassadors for Christ. Go back. You'll have plenty of time at home. Read before chapter 6. We have freedom to become ambassadors for Christ. Without God's grace, we cannot be ambassadors for Christ. We would be useless ambassadors. We would be ambassadors for living in sin or whatever the thing is. right? But because of God's grace, we have this opportunity now. We can be ambassadors for Christ and we're called to be ambassadors for Christ. That means we are representatives of Christ. That means Christ manifests in us. Christ living in us. Okay, that's the context for this passage. So let's go through. We're going to go through four things. Again, keep it very, very simple. One, let's not receive God's grace in vain. Working with Him then, I appeal you not to receive the grace of God in vain. We have a lot of graces. And... We have a lot of graces in our day and age right now. Like, I, I grew up in an environment where people had to go to church every single Sunday. Everybody had to like, wow, there was almost like a, a religiosity that came with Christianity. There were lots of rules and restrictions and stuff like that. And then we have seen over in time that actually, oh, you know what? God's, God's pretty gracious because he's looking at your heart. So you don't. You don't have to pray, uh, you know, in the pr corporate prayer meeting to be, to be a, a real Christian. You could pray at home, right? You, you don't have to, like, do all of these religious type things. You could, do, you could do it at home. You could read the Bible at home. You, could do the, you don't have to follow the home group material or whatever it is. You could do it yourself. We have so much freedom, so much freedom. We could do this. 
Do you know what we've now seen? So I grew up in a very strict religious environment. We now are in a very free religious environment. And we're, in fact, about to get more free because we're saying to everybody, hey, don't even come to church on Sunday, next Sunday. Just log on online at 10 a.m. And even if you don't log on at 10 a.m., you can actually, wait, maybe I shouldn't say, but, you know, like you can watch it at a later time. But I'm sure you'll figure that out. It's not news to anybody, right? So, so we were about to get like, oh my goodness, a lot of like freedom. And it's trying to say like, let's not have this freedom. Let's not do these like, so, okay, great. I don't have to do all these religious type things. But not, some of us, we're so free. We're so relying on God's grace for us that we don't pray, that we don't read the Bible, that we don't gather together. That we don't have time, God, like, we don't confess our sins. We don't have to confess our sins now, you know, to a pastor. You don't have to sit behind a closed booth. And, but now we don't even confess our sins to anybody, let alone God. So let's not let the grace of God be in vain. That means all of these freedoms that we're going, all these things, they need to have, they need to be done for God's glory. This needs to engender, we, with our freedom, we're supposed to then choose good things to be an ambassador for Christ okay so let's um so we've done a bu bunch of things you've heard me talk a lot about how we should not use this type of opportunity and freedom sort of in vain and I'm going to talk about some great things that we can do in this season for now as we widen our hearts I can't read that I still can't read that <laughs> Okay, um, yeah, one of the things I forgot to, <laughs> I'll date. Okay, um, secondly, put no obstacle in anyone's way. Uh, I know there are some of you who are now thinking, oh, FJ's gone a little bit ultra conservative in these next two weeks. Why are we doing this? Let me, let me assure you, we are not lacking faith. We're definitely not uh, moving in fear. In fact, we're having meetings to talk about how we can actually be really, really proactive about this. One of the things that's driving us is we don't want to put obstacles in anyone's way. We don't want to be a church that has contributed to the spread of coronavirus by acting irresponsibly. There are things that we're going we're gonna to be conducting ourselves in a, in a, in a way doesn't stumble the general public who is we're trying to reach with the gospel, okay? So it says here, um, let's not put obstacles in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. Let's not be the people who steal the toilet paper from the old lady <laughs> when we're at the shops while we invite them to our online service. You know, like, there is something about our conduct that we have to do so that we are found faultless in this time, which is very tricky because you wouldn't believe how many disclaimers I had to write even in today's uh, thing. Okay, three, 
let us commend ourselves in this season. Which I know it sounds really weird. Why would you commend yourself? Because we are, should be doing commendable things. Why should we commend ourselves in this season? It says, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way. Why? And it's about to name things. These things are commendable things that he's going to ask us to do. To have patience, to have kindness, to be led by the Holy Spirit, to show genuine love, to have truthful speech. He's saying, hey, in this season, let us do commendable things and then commend ourselves for doing these good things. Because it's going to, and then he highlights, it's going to be tough. There's going to be time for us to have endurance. There might be hardship going forward. I'm not going to sit stand here and say it's going to be a piece of cake for Australia to grapple with coronavirus. There might be hardship ahead. If not through the virus itself, through some of the damage in our economy, through to jobs and businesses, through to anxiety that people may have because of their situation. It's hardship. There's going to be times where um, we're slandered. People may say false things about our church, about us, as about Christians. There might be, we might be treated as imposters. You know, uh, I asked my son permission for this, but he was walking around yesterday in Box Hill with a bunch of our youth, and four times he got racially abused, including people throwing glass bottles at them from a car yesterday. And I, I don't say that just so that we go, okay, let's all get a gang together and go. Like, I say that because it is likely that in a season where all of Australia is a bit nervous, that things will get a tense. What are we to do in this season, right? Um, we might be treated as imposters, yet we should be true we should be true. We should be rejoicing. We should, there should be a part of us where we are going to stay pure uh, um, with, with, with knowledge, the correct knowledge, not forwarded email knowledge, right? Um, patience, kindness. We have to test ourselves that we are going to be doing commendable things in the free time that we have. If your school cancels school, you have online, right? Let's do commendable things with our time. Purity. Like, let's use our online watching time, the things that we are watching. Let's keep ourselves pure, please. This is not the time for all kinds, not the, not the time for the grace of God to allow all kinds of crazy bad behavior, all right? Because... We are to keep our hearts wide open. Our hearts wide open. So I've spoken freely to you. Paul's trying to speak freely. He's trying to talk about real issues in this real time. And he's saying, hey, let us also widen our hearts. So how can we do that? Here are some practical things that we can do. And then I'm going to finish today's sermon. One. We can, and it's in our letter that um, everybody has gotten. But one, you can check up on people who are in quarantine or who are suffering. 
All right? That means, why don't you just, like, if you know somebody who is in quarantine, you know somebody who is sick or unwell or they're, they're suffering because their business is doing really bad, give them a call. Check up on them. Message them. I mean, we have, um, you know, we have other creative means. While being prudent, we have other creative means of still, uh, we live in a day and age, in a, an awesome day and age, where we can connect with people in multiple ways. Okay. Two, share things with others, especially those in need. I just had a pastor friend that I spoke to, um, and she said that uh, she was prompted one uh, morning in devotion to think of her 80-year-old neighbor and wondered if her 80-year-old neighbor was able to go out and get supplies. So she called. She called her 80-year-old neighbor and said, hey, how are you doing? And it turns out she was not able to go. She's scared to go out in case she contracts the disease and was not able to get toilet paper. And said, don't worry, worry. I'll get all these things for you. I've got some extra. I'll put it on your front door. Great. If we have a stockpile of stuff, <laughs> which I'm sure <laughs> I won't say anything, but you know, like if we have a stockpile of stuff, now's the time to share. Let's not watch our neighbors like suffer while we party it up, okay? So, good time to share. Uh, that's what we would do if we widen our hearts. Three, pray for people who feel anxious or who are unwell, all right? I, I know um, my kids are uh, saying that some of their school friends are very anxious at the moment, especially if you get younger and younger. Maybe they think everyone's going to die or something, right? So now, so we're coaching. We're saying, hey, it's okay for you to go up to somebody if they are telling you that they're very scared. They go, is it? Can I pray for you? It would be good now for, and it's not just like kids. You might have um, relatives, other people, people who you're in contact with that are maybe they suffer from anxiety. They're prone to anxiety or they're in special circumstances. Now is the time. If we can widen our hearts, if we can widen our hearts, this can be the time that we show our true colors because we have got a strong foundation enabling us to stretch. Strong foundation enabling us to stretch. We must not have strong foundation and turtle up even stronger. That's not, that's not why we have a strong foundation. We must have a strong foundation so that we can widen our hearts. You know, church history has shown that some of the biggest growth times in Christianity has been during plagues and diseases. Because it was Christians who behaved differently in this era. Now, I'm not advocating that we do unsafe things. Because even in those days, they had to take certain precautions as they were helping people. Okay? But what I'm trying to say is, this is at its core a heart issue. In this season... Is your heart going to shrink or is your heart going to widen? That's what, we're, that's what we've been asked.
So lastly, I would ask that in this time of social distancing, which we've been asked to do social distancing, okay, great. Take time to intentionally connect. We will be meeting with all of our pastors. I'll be meeting with our leaders shortly after this. One of the things we'll be talking about is stepping up our intentional connection because we have to counterbalance what is going on. That means if you haven't followed up with somebody, hey, now is the time to follow up. We're not running youth groups, so great. You've got a bit more time if you're a youth leader. You can now follow up some of the people in your youth home group, right? Um, these are things that we can do. If we, if we, it begins from this place of if we widen our hearts in this season, I think we can be ambassadors for Christ. The right kind of ambassador for Christ. The kind of ambassador for Christ that is also above reproach so that we're not stumbling others by doing like unsafe, unhygienic things. Okay? The right kind of ambassador for Christ that is using our grace well in this time. The right kind of Ambassador that says, even though there's slander and various other things that are going on around me, right? We will respond with patience and kindness, being led by the Holy Spirit, these types of things. Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 6, paints us a picture of what a wider heart should look like. And so today, as we run our last physical church gathering this month. Uh, this is the word that I want to have for our congregation. This is our time to shine. This is the time for the light of God to shine. We are the salt and we're the light. Yeah, we're the salt and the light. We're supposed to. Now is the time that we bank on our faith. This is it. Showtime. So I'm going to pray for us as a church that as we walk out of here, God would challenge us in ways that we can widen our heart. Because I don't want us having come in here and all you hear is, oh yeah, we are, we are not, we're not shaking hands, we're not meeting, we're not, oh my goodness. Like I had to do all of that things because we're trying to be wise in this period and we're trying to not stumble and, and add to the spread of the virus and stuff like that, right? So I get it. So we've done that. But I wanted to spend the bulk of our message time talking about how we can widen. So I'm going to pray for us as we head out so that we can be a church that lives out Christ, Christ manifested in us. Cool? Let's pray. Father God, thank you um, for your example. Thank you for the example of Jesus Christ. Thank you that even though Jesus had obviously so much grace for him, uh, that Jesus himself um, conducted himself uh, above reproach, uh, that he was um, uh, misunderstood, slandered, abused, um, suffered. I, I thank you, Lord, God, that we have such a great example in him that he had wide heart, that he showed us what a wide heart would be like. Uh, I thank you so much, Lord God, that you are a God of a wide heart, 
that you would have cared for us, that yet while we were still sinners, you would die for us. So Lord, I pray that you would um, help us in this season to stand on our faith, to reflect Jesus Christ, our Savior and our model, the cornerstone of this church, and that we would go out today onwards and be the light and be an ambassador for what it is to be Christian, what it is to have the name of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless. Okay, we're going to do a song together. It's great that we've got our uh, band. Come on, let's worship together. This might be the last time this month that we get to worship together. So let's all stand up. Next week, we are online at this URL. Amen, amen, amen. You know, times like this, um, we're going to sing a song. This is, I will bless the Lord forever. I'll trust Him at all times because He has made us glad. Amen. Let's sing that.